In 2019, a crack commando duo was sent to prison by the FCC for a crime they did not commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security prison to the podcast underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as fugitives. If you have a problem, if no other podcast can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the devil and the gent. I wake up in the morning and I raise my weary head. I've got an old sports coat for a pillow and a hotel bathtub at last night's bed. I don't know where I'm going. And I know even less about where I've been. I am a devil on the run. And I am going to take my horse down that old Garden State Parkway and ride that old nag till I can't ride no more. I am the Jersey Devil. Greetings and salutations, podcast land. Welcome to show NC-17. Everybody, I'm live from Atlantic City, and I'm on the phone with the cane to my able, my millennial producer, who, well, can't nobody tell him nothing. The Georgia gentleman, can you hear me now, Jen? Devil, I'm a, I'm a little nervous. What do you mean by NC-17? Well, you know how those movie ratings have different things where you're supposed to put up for different types of content? Sure. Well, NC-17 means this. If you are under 17 years old, requires an accompanying parent or adult guardian. So, Jen, I'm giving fair warning. This may be a little gritty. This rain-out Yankee game has got, let's just say, I'm getting my Jersey attitude percolating, Jen. And I've been fueled here at... The book at Valley's Wild, Wild West at 1900 Pacific Avenue here in AC, Atlantic City, New Jersey. So, Devil, you're, you're in Atlantic City. I'm a little nervous for your mental health, especially with the Yankees game getting canceled uh, and you being up there. I know. I was all geeked up, and then we found out early the game was going to be pushed when I was in the city taking care of. As you know, I know you've been missing me, Jen, but been up here taking <laughs> care of, I hate to say the W word. Damn, I hate saying it. Uh, one time, yeah, I've been doing a little bit of work up here. So anyway, I'm up here taking care of a few things and had appointments. And yeah, I lucked out and a guy I'm doing business with, turns out he gets us great seats. Yankee Gates tonight, we're going. I'm there. Shoot, we could have been doing this live from Yankee Stadium. Can you imagine that? Oh, man, next time. <sighs> yeah, that, we'll do that. We'll do that as soon as I can, like, Flying on parachute, which I'm planning on doing. But back to it, yeah, the game just rained out. Looked up, kind of looked around and said, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to AC. And yeah, well, you just dropped an F-bomb. No, I did not. You did? I avoid that. Oh, that's right. NC-17. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, deal with it. NC-17, half a bottle of scotch, maybe. No, I'm in a good way. It was a good wing. If I got it, that's a, my apologies out there, everybody. I am really tore up that I would throw that kind of offensive language out there. 
Chad, can we put some kind of, uh, I know we can't redo this because we're on the phone, we're drawing this once live, and that's all we got, folks, sorry. No second, seven-second rule here. Can you leave Chad put a label on this thing so I don't get a, you know, I mean, Steph's got, the devil's got nephews and stuff to listen to this. So I'd at least yeah. like to put a warning out there, maybe. Yeah, we can definitely do something like that. Okay. And to anybody that was apolo- you know, really was offended by that, I apologize. But it was real. That's very big of you, devil. Yeah, well, the least I could fucking do. So, <laughs> next. Here we go. How'd you like that intro, huh? Did you pick up oh. on any of that? Yeah, that was good. Huh? Did, did, you, did you recognize the artist this time? I did not, no. Wow. Where am I? I'm what state up. am I in? Well, I figured that I'm was in New York time. New Jersey, baby. Sorry. Now I'm Jersey. in New Jersey. Oh, no. I, I waited until I got New Jersey. got New Jersey frame of mind for this one. Last week was New York state of mind. Today, we're all about the Garden State. So, no, I waited until I was over here. But come on, man. A little, uh, little Bon Jovi there. A little young gun start things out. Nice. Right? And then you, you didn't get the most, of course, you got the, the end of it. You know what? Uh, couldn't ride no more. Take my horse down the old Garden State Parkway instead of, oh, forget it, Jen. You're hopeless. hopeless. You're right. You're three aces what you are. You are hopeless, you are helpless, and you are hellbound. All three of those. I'll be honest, I was expecting Springsteen in one of those. That was the first person that came to mind when you mentioned Jersey. Yeah, and, and well, you know what? We'll save it. The boss yeah. is the boss. Great, best one, best concert been to my life. And you don't go to a Bruce Springsteen concert and walk out of that thing and not say, that's the best concert I've ever been to in my life. Even If you don't think you're into it, that dude, I mean, he just rocks. He's like, yeah, he's like us. That's what he's like. So, yeah, so sitting up here at... Uh, Again, this 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 casino is just dynamite, Jen. I mean, the book here at Bally's, wild, yeah. wild west. See, I tied it all in. I tied it all in for you, Jen. I'm at the wild, wild west casino. I throw in Blaze of Glory from Young Guns, a little bit, a little similarity. Ended up with Old Town Road, and then I come all the way back, bam, back to the wild, wild west. And you don't get it. You don't keep up, and it's just it's. Normally, I'm on it. Normally, I get them. This one I didn't get. No, I got it after you. I mean, but you know. Well, anyways, what's your what's what's keeping you busy at Valley's Wild West? What are you playing right now? Right now, I'm not doing anything except imbibing. That's about it. No, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna head down, look at some baccarat a little bit later. You know, the whole deal with baccarat. It's easy to find somebody who's uh, a loser in a casino than it is to try to win yourself. I mean, you just bet against people that game. I'll take my chances on that. Oh, yeah, I remember you said that in season one. Yeah, well, I'm glad you remember something I said. Nice change. So I'm at this place, listen, it's got this LED video wall, right? Okay. 18, 18 feet tall. That's like three men, Jen. 18 feet tall, three like like me-sized men. Not you-sized men. That would be more like 17 foot two, all right? No, yeah. three guys like me. 18 feet tall, and then it's 98 feet long. That's what? your LED video. Yeah, that's the dimensions. 18 by 98. That's awesome. I don't have an 18 by 98 inch TV in my home. 
this thing is crazy. It can show up to three to 12 games. They have the surround sound audio that it's like, yeah, I mean, it blows you away. It's like, sit back and my beautiful hair just gets shot back. I mean, it's, it's surround sound is kicking like Jackie Chan. Good stuff. I mean, it's very impressive. Yeah, no free ads. That sounds awesome. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm describing one hell of a place. That's all I'm telling. Definitely. Yeah, no kidding. You know, I want to see if they can dig me up one of those robots. You know, one of those robot cowboy things. You know, what was that that Yule Brunner dude played? You're not going to get this. It was a movie. It was a horror movie where it was like a theme park gone wrong. And he was a cowboy robot dude that went around and you're supposed to be able to, you know, duel with him. The whole, you know, high noon type deal. Draw, if you will. So, anyway, the robots go haywire, of course. Wiring's done. And this robot is now trying to kill people for real. So what I'm saying is I want that. I want Yul Brenner's ass, okay, in that cowboy robot thing. And I want it. I'm going to just take him out, young gun style. There'll be no, yeah, it'll, it'll be blaze of glory, all right? Three three different ways. Take him down. So anyway, they've got everything but that. But, but you know, they're relatively new, so maybe I can work that into the contract. Maybe we can get that. Well, anyways, let's. You wanna you wanna talk a little. You wanna go to the Yankees game? Let's do this. Let's torture me some more, Jen, and start out with yes, the Yankee ringout. Since we're already <laughs> sitting on, I, yeah, great, sadistic bastard. So, well, it's NC17. You know what? You enjoy it now. I'm not gonna let it happen after this one, though. All right. So, we get, let's start with this. Who? There was some. Some guy in podcast land talking about team to look out for before the wild card round. Gave you, told you to bet on that team in the wild card round, and then said once they get past the wild card round, look out. They got those two pitchers. They, who was that that talked about the Washington Nationals that way? That was that was a hell of a call, Devil. No pun intended, but that was a great call. I mean, I, I didn't think – I thought the Nats were going to be like three games and out, you know. But, I mean, you called it the starting pitching, kind of carried them throughout the entire series, and they, I mean, it was pretty impressive that they swept the Cardinals. Yeah, they absolutely are on a run. Yeah. Um, I, 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 that said, and it's been, a, it's been fun watching it, it's been fun seeing it, and, and, hey, you got, you got those two pitchers, and anything can happen, but they're, they're like a week away from playing another game, so we'll have another podcast to talk about them, and whoever they're playing next. We got the Yankees now coming in. This has got to be four straight days they're playing, John. That's how they're doing it. This rain out tonight is forced them to play four straight days. And I had been listening to a lot of talk and a lot of banter, you know, locally. And it seemed to me, you know, if I listened about, it was a good number, good quantitative research I did. I probably listened to 12 guys, and those 12 guys probably had 14 different opinions on whether it favored the Yankees or it hurt the Yankees. <laughs> oh, I mean, I love some of these guys up here. I'm not calling them out, but but some of them are just straight up to bronies too. We got right. our share. Maybe we got our share. Um, <laughs> so it, the point is, I, I don't know what to make of it as far as local talk goes or inside information, even or anything you want to call remote of that. And I really, I'm just all I'm left with is to think forward to my own opinion, which is, you know, first of all, and and Rocco. Damn it, Rocco! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I missed you while I was up here. I didn't really, I, I didn't really try. 
Um, I'm just confessing that too. Now they're laying it all out there. Okay, I was too worried you were gonna like hit me over the head with a wrench, and no, nah, I didn't. I didn't want to go out that way. So sorry, I missed you, Rocco. Maybe next time. And don't get any more mad at me when I say this. There's a reason I picked Houston. And I felt when the Yankees had Game Two, uh, well, at the lead for the middle innings and two-two for a long time, and I thought if the Yankees won Game Two that they were headed to the World Series. Yeah. And you when pulled out game two, I didn't change. I just I kept an open mind. All right. But then game three is just like, okay. You know, first of all, this, this Houston bullpen that everybody says is supposed to have a very low reputation. No, we're NC-17. It, it's supposed to be really sucky and it blows, is what everyone was saying about the Houston bullpen, who's supposed to know jack shit from jack shit out there, right? Right. And game two, they chased. They chased their lander out in the fifth inning. So you're looking at the bullpen for six innings. The Yankees couldn't get a run in off that said blowy, sucky, shitty bullpen. So that uh, that that did set off some alarm bells just because I felt it was a missed opportunity. Yeah, then that was the game where the Yankees threw like 20 pitchers. Not 20, but like 10 pitchers. Yeah. Game, I felt like. Yeah, so he pulled Paxton early, and I I completely – not that it matters what a damn what I would think or do. I mean, come on, I don't know a symbol as much as Aaron Boone does. But mm-hmm. I that said, I, I I was completely cool with it, and I didn't care about the outcome. And that's how you got to be, you fans out there. If I could just go off script here for – yeah, script, that's funny. If I could just bullshit some more about something else, it would go like this. If you're going to be a real fan – then you make your decision whether you're okay with a managerial move right after it's made. It's yay or it's nay. You don't wait and then see the results, and then if it's bad, you say, yeah, it was a shitty move. And usually if it works, you just don't say anything. That poor manager's hearing crickets. Don't be that guy. That's some nonsense right there. Yeah, that would be a little reasonable. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's yeah, you're nay, and then it's like, okay, whatever. I mean, you live with it. But I, I thought it was the right move we, under the circumstances and everything else. That was my feelings too. I, I, I thought it was a nice move. I, I appreciate anything out of the box, but he's done that a lot. Aaron Boone has not really out of the box for him. Out of the box for a lot of managers, but not the, not the Boone man. So yeah, that that, and then game three. Of course, he, I was hoping Jarvino would come out with a really strong outing. I mean, he, he, of course, shut out the Twins for four innings and looked very strong, got a couple jams, so, so you knew he had a chance to. And then he didn't have a bad outing. No, but no, it no. Was, yeah. He only did two, right? He didn't keep pace. Yeah. You know, right. the other thoroughbred beat him to the finish line by a lane. He yeah. needed to keep pace. He Pitch couldn't, he couldn't lose too. ground to this. He couldn't. He couldn't lose ground. To call, I mean, that's not going to. He had to, he had to keep up, and he wasn't able to do that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you had that, but never mind that. It's it's the bats. Are you kidding me? Look, here we are. Where am I, Jen? I'm at the wild, wild west, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. here's what I'm going to talk about the Yankees offensively. You know, you, you got you got it. Wah 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 wah. You know what that is, right? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? You don't so, know. I mean, it's from, like, Western movies and things like that. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm here. You got started in the right direction. It was something called a spaghetti Western. Now I'm filling your little oh, millennial. Okay. 
chicken facts, all right? Yes. So it's called Spaghetti Western. Clint Eastwood was in it. It has a three it has three adjectives. Do you know what an adjective is, Jen? I do. Good. Okay, it's got the title of the movie. It says the you know, like our show, like the devil and the gents. Yeah. Okay? But it's got a Z and then it's three adjectives. Dot dot and dot. And a conjunction. And they slipped and in there, damn it. So alright, conjunction. So you still don't know it. I'm just going to tell you this. First, we got the good. Okay, the good offensively for the Yankees. Oh, the good, the bad, the ugly. I was, I was wondering where you're going with that. <laughs> you, now you, you're going to wait and then interrupt me when I'm about speaking of the glorious pinstripes, and that's when you jump in. <laughs> Go ahead. Fuck sickle. Okay, so I don't have to apologize for that. I didn't make it there. Gleyber Torres, awesome. I mean, just the most incredible young player on the planet right now. LeMayhew, who doesn't love that dude? That dude is like, I don't know, kind of looks like Mickey Mantle and Robert Downey Jr. combined. I mean, that guy's just likable all the way around, everything about him. LeMayhew's getting it done offensively. I like that. <laughs> and, you know, if you're talking the good, you certainly need to... Are you sitting down, Jen? Because if you are, all, all rise, the judge... Judge has been good. So that's the story there. In the postseason, those three have been good. And there have been some other good, too, but I'm not going to sit here and not talk really, about it. really, though. I mean, as far as hitting for the Yankees, I feel like those three guys just have stood out. Yeah. I feel like everybody else just been, un- like, very pedestrian, you know? Well, you got the good. Wah, wah, wah. Okay, so now we're going to the bad. Yeah. The bad. Huh. The bad is the parrot man. The mm-hmm. parrot man. And Carnacion, I don't think he's fully healthy. You know, I remember he was injured two different times in the last six weeks coming back, just missing badly on anything off speed. Again, he's facing the best pitchers on the freaking planet right now. I get it. But he's not looking good on the plays at all. He looks old. He's a step behind. He's not seeing the ball. And it could be because of his injury. I don't care what it's because of. I'm just saying right now he's a bad. It is what it is. Yeah, he's, he's a black hole in that DH spot. So, you know, then, then you shift over, and then it's like, okay, Giancarlo Stanton. I'm putting him in the bad. And it's not because of necessarily the performance when he was out there. I mean, he had a couple, like, infield hits and the bloopers, and, I mean, but, Bottom line, he still is hitting 400 in the postseason, so I can't say that's bad. Uh, but this whole should he be on the roster, not be on the roster, and then he gets hurt and re-injures himself and talk about how he's going to play left field, is he going to be as effective, and now he's hurt again, so it's, is he on the roster or not? We'll have to reevaluate it. Oh, I don't know, 37 hours, 19 minutes, and four seconds from now, we'll reevaluate it, and they'll make the call. It's a lot of drama. I don't like drama in the postseason. If you're a sports guy, a locker room guy, you know you don't want drama. You don't. It's, it's not. A, Joe Torre had a saying. Ready for this one, gent? Words of gold that I'm about to spout at you. Are you ready, my millennial friend? Words of I'm gold. Ready. Joe, Joe Torre. Sometimes in the postseason, you got to hurt people's feelings. Period. That's it. Right to press. Yes. Come on. you got to do the right thing, Boone. 
And while I'm doing that, you know, now I've got to go to my boy. <laughs> the ugly, the Eli Wallach of the Yankees, right now offensively, without a doubt. Two for 21 with zero nil zip RBIs in the postseason. Catching number 24, Gary Sanchez. Oh, poor Gary. You are the ugly. You are Eli Wallach. You you are you are Tuco. Okay. Poor Gary, Gary is, yeah. is, is, What do you mean, poor Gary? We, did, we don't. Uh, what were Joe Tony's words? What hey, were Joe Tony's words? Sometimes you got to hurt feelings in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So enough about poor Gary. Poor Gary. Poor my ass. We don't have time to worry about individuals. We're thinking about a team goal. I'm not saying you chuck them and throw them. You know, out in the marshland with Jimmy Hoffa's uncle or anything like that. I'm just saying, right now he needs to be put on the bench. He's looked yeah. terrible. He hasn't been close. He's not the best defensive catcher in the world anyway. I know he's got a cannon for an arm. But, and if you know what, if the Yankees had some bullshit behind him, I wouldn't be saying it just randomly, but Austin Romine, he's not going to go two for 21. He's right. going to hit one against those pitchers. Because they're going to be thinking, giving him, take it for granted. He's going to get pitches to hit. He's going to choke up on the bat. And he's going to try to hit little flares the other way and upset a field. Rather than do, pull the Gary Sanchez, try and hit every ball 573 feet. Hey, but so, I feel like the Yankees need that right now to create a little bit more offense, just to create something. You know, I feel like they'll take a blue pitch. Yeah. I mean, other than the first game where they exploded and won 7 nothing. Right. You know, they lost the second one, 3-2. They're still, you know what, the total run count, the Yankees are still 11, game, 11 runs to 7 on the series. Yeah. Shows you how good the Yankee pitching has been. So that's, well, there's another encouragement for the for the Yankees, I guess. But I think you just broke it down. Why, why I'd say I'd have to, the Yankees have enough issues left that I, I still feel if I take myself out of my pinstripes, which I cannot do, but if I could do that, hypothetically, let's say I, I don't know, took some peyotes as route the wild, wild west, and then, and then went uh, sleep and dreamt it, okay? That's the only way it could happen. But if I did all that and I just get myself out of the pinstripe bias, um, which is just blindingly beautiful, but out of that, I say, look, Houston still is the more complete team, and they got the three-headed monster, and they got four straight games. I think they're going to shuffle those three pitches in any way they want to. And game seven is still going to be Cole on the mound. So, I, 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 and they've proven with the bullpen that it's not maybe, it's not as sucky as everyone says. So, I don't know. I mean, that, that's what we'll have to see for the Yankees. And moving forward, we, we're not, like I said, we'll do another podcast where we break it down. We're just rooting on this one. The pick was from the beginning was the Astros for me to win it all. And I'm rooting like hell against them. <laughs> so there I we go. That was, that was a pretty solid yank down on, or breakdown on the Yankee series. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That, that'd leave us right up to where we are and a rain out. Hopefully, get some people. You know, not usually this late in the week where we drop one on them and get out there and then listen to it. It'll be good. So, well, excellent. There. What do you want to talk about next, man? We want to go to uh, Thursday night. Yeah, let's shift to something more positive, right? <laughs> that we actually we won the Thursday night pick. Did you just say we actually won the Thursday night pick? I was about to. I was about to. <laughs> you, 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 uh, no, 
We freaking won Thursday night, okay? That's how you say it. Took it to task, yes. Matter of fact, that was a recap last week. Just a quick one on that. We had uh, mm-hmm. we had the the uh, Thursday. We had who did we have, Jen? Yeah, we had the Patriots. Uh, they beat the Giants by thirty-five. How conveniently I forgot that train wreck. Yeah, Patriots yeah. all over the Giants, laying seventeen points. And and in all truth be told, really impressed by the Giants. I'm not going to talk much more about the Patriots. They are what I know they are. And I'm not crowning anybody's ass ever except my own. But I crown my head and I'm ass. Anyway, Patriots, easy cover. That was yeah. that was against the Giants points-wise. Walked away more impressed with the Giants. Going forward as far as betting, I'm saying this. I'm not, not, not even just fandom, but Giants are going to beat some – they're going to beat bad defenses and meet mediocre defenses, and there's a lot of those in this league. Yeah, I think so, too. I think they'll take on back with an attitude, and there's good thing, good times coming. For, for the G-men going forward. And that's, yeah. that's the fact there. You agree? No, I completely agree. And we picked the over for that game, too. I think it was like 37 and a half, something like that. Yeah, we're but both off. 47 and a half. That one had yeah, and that was, that was, that was, that came in. That, yeah, that was, we were, we were at the same bets as over under girl. So we were all over the Twitter thing and following the, the over under girl and the devil at devilandgentwitter.com. Did I say that right? That was close enough. People can right. figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway, we both gave those bets to support each other and wrote those ones home. So that was a that was a twofer if you if you follow on the Twitter account doing that. All right. So on to this Thursday night. That was last. Now to this. More importantly, time this podcast goes out, it's going to be the same day, even for our earliest listeners. So we will quickly give the breakdown. We're going to Mile High Stadium, Denver, Colorado, the cannabis capital of the West. Mm-hmm. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to be riding in to face the Denver Broncos. Great game set up, Jen. Mile High Stadium is a hell of a home field advantage, big time. Yeah, yeah. Kansas City has lost two in a row. You know, all of a sudden, the Patrick Mahomey is hobbled by a little nicked ankle. Going to play. It's not going to keep him out, but he's not 100%. He does, however, get wide receiver Tyreek Hill back, and that dude, that dude must crap nitroglycerin. Why do you say that? Because he is so freaking fast. Yeah. Coming back first first game with a broken clavicle, you'd think he'd be a little... No, he's out there burning it, running his 4-3, 40 post patterns. No, he's he's dynamite, and it's a big deal for Mahomes getting him back. Kelsey really wasn't playing. You know, they're just... Teams are shutting him down. They're doubling him. They're making sure he doesn't beat them. But now with Hill back, you know, Kansas City is playing with like fifth people on a stand. They're playing fifth, sixth, seventh string scout team JV receivers at this point. They didn't just lose Hill. They lost like five receivers. Yeah, uh, I know. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're right. They're running like 15 guys out there. It's crazy. And then, and then you got the Kansas City defense, which is leakier than a leakier than a used diaper in a nursing home. Yeah, they're not too great this year. No, that's heinous. That's awful. Uh, and they've lost two in a row, so you'd think they've got to tighten up a little bit. I mean, Denver. Let's flip the Denver now. we got Joe Flacco. I never liked Joe Flacco. I don't like Joe Flacco now. Next, Patrick Lindsay, the running back. He's good. All right? And Flacco can be okay. And Lindsay can be good. Um, Denver, I mean, Denver's two and four for a reason. 
the reason right. they've, won, yep. they've won two games and lost four games. That's why. That's see how that works. That's the reason. And Denver's not that good. Uh, they just, again, it's, it's the Flacco thing. It just hasn't been. I don't think it's quite what uh, Mr. Ed, presiding in the GM office out there in Denver, I don't think it's what he envisioned Joe Flacco looking like. Let's put it that way. No, certainly not. But, I mean, you're right. Philip Lindsay's defense, they have Royce Freeman, too. He's their second running back. He's not bad. But, I mean, you're right. Nobody jumped, kind of jumped out on paper, especially when you look at the Chiefs on the other side. Denver's defense is playing great. Yeah. You know, they're, showed up, they're coming off a, it's a shutout. How many shutouts do you see in 2019 National Football League? You don't. Not many. But a shutout in Tennessee just a few days ago. So, I mean, yeah, Denver's looked real good. You got that big home field advantage, and, uh, you know, what all that means, Jim. And uh, means, it means, unless you tell me otherwise, we're going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here I come. We're going with Kansas City. We say lay the three and a half and anything else you want. Sit back, eat a big ribeye steak, right? That's what they eat out there in KC, I think, even though the game's in Denver. But that's all right. It all works. Put the Brinks truck on notice for Friday. Tell them the devil made you do it. Next. Next. Well, yeah. what, do, what do we do next? You want to do? You want to do a Sunday recap and then give some Sunday Sunday recap of of, uh, of last Sunday. Yeah, we won. You're asking a lot, though. I know. You're asking a lot for me to remember that kind of stuff. We'll have to do a big recap. Let's just let's just leave it at this. Our record throughout the entire season now is two, three, and one. Overall record. That's the Thursday night record. All right, Jen, you, you, you fucked it up already. Okay, look, yeah, that's the Thursday night record, 2-3-1. and one. This past week, on Sunday, our picks went 2-1. and one. We had Seattle, plus one and a half. We had New Orleans on a pick. Those were our two wins. Then Chiefs burned us. Chiefs burned us. We took the L there. Shows you we don't hold grudges here at the Devil and the Gents. After Andy Reid and the boys shat one away on us, or costing us a perfect three and zero to go with our one and zero on Thursday, that's okay. We're still winners. We're still eating steak. Hope Andy Reid's eating egg muffins. Probably a lot of them. Yeah, probably a lot of them. Yeah. So anyway, that's the story there. No point in visiting this week. What do we got, Jen? Talk. To yeah. Me. Yeah. Let's. Uh, so first one. Lions are minus one and a half at home against the Vikings. What do you think about that I one? Like, I like the Lions. Yeah. With and no I hate the Vikings. Well, I mean, I don't. I told you, stop getting emotional. And it really is. It's disturbing that you would have such a strong emotional feeling for a team we are, are choosing to wager <laughs> on or against. Yeah, you're right. I really don't hate them that much. No, I hope Jesse the Body Ventura heard this, listening to this. Hey, Body, if you're listening to this, come and put your, your little chokehold thing and throw Jen through the ropes a few times, talking bad about Minnesota. Get him, yeah. Jesse Ventura. They, I mean, I they, they, won, they won pretty big last week against the Eagles. I was, pretty, I was a little surprised by that. Their defense is very good. Yep. I almost want to say great, but I'm not there. Very good, though. And, and they've got some playmakers, does Minnesota. So they're alarming. But you know what? I have been really impressed with what I've seen from Matt Patricia's gang in Detroit. And I'm talking I'm not talking about even the names, the the skilled position guys who you who've been there. I'm talking about the linemen. 
both sides of the ball. I haven't bothered to learn their names, and I don't give a damn to learn their names because I'm not a Detroit Lions fan. But I know this. Those biggins, they can kick some ass in the trenches on both sides of the ball, and that's what made Detroit all of a sudden a team that can they can play with just about anybody. Yeah, and I think people are starting to realize that. Even though they lost two in a row, they lost to the Chiefs by like three or four points, and then they lost to the Packers last or this past week. And oh, I, I, I know you saw the pass interference calls. Beat their ass. We put that in there. Okay, yeah. Detroit punched Green Bay in the face and then knocked them down. And then the same mistake is, that is made in so many movie classics, after they knocked them down, what did they do? Walked away. If they would have kicking field goals, they had like four possessions inside the 20 because of their defense, right. inside Green Bay 20, and they score like 13 points. I mean, at that point, you're like, oh, shit, they should have walked over and kicked Green Bay in the face a few times, made sure they stayed down. How many times have you said that in the movie, Jen? You're watching a horror movie, and somebody thinks someone's down and dead, and then they, it's like, but you're yelling, Kill, do it again, keep shooting. Don't stop. Well, that's how you got to be with Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, and they weren't. Yeah, you got to put that foot to the Packers' throat when you have the opportunity to. And you're right, five field goals won't get it done. They just need they need to find better red zone options, and I think they will, especially with those, with T.J. Hawkinson, the big tight end they signed from Iowa. Drafting yeah, well, I watched it. He and, and they look good, but he is not. A couple drops, he's in. Mean, yeah. I don't know. He might be. I might be missing how good he's blocking because the run game's good. But from a receiving tight end standpoint, not, I can't, I'm not impressed with him yet. But there you go. There's another potential guy. Yeah, exactly. All right, so so we're we're overselling this shit. We both like Detroit. Yeah, you're right. We are overselling it. Yeah, let's move on to, uh, well, I guess it's... What's the line of that? I'm keeping you on task, my part-time producer. What's the line in the Detroit game? The line is minus one and a half. Starting to get damn aggravated. Phew. (laughs) It's hard on the fence. You know what? I, I am still in the same time zone as you, my friend, all right? I will get a wild hair and drive down there and put a fireball up your ass if you don't get yourself together here for the conclusion of this beautiful podcast we're putting on. Okay, so Detroit minus one and a half. What's the next game we got? Packers are minus four and a half in Oakland. Or, yeah. Packers, minus four and a half. All right. They're on the road against... The, Raiders, right? Yeah. We say this every week, but, you know, and it's like I'm, I'm, we look through games, and I look at games, and you, and in this case, this is the first time, Jen and I have not discussed any of these games on Sunday. It's the first time hearing about them. So I'm just saying he, the fact he, he's got the Packers in the mix, I know he's not picking against them. I know he doesn't want me to pick against them. So I'm going to say that aside, we are Packer Packers. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we've decided. We're black and gold fans, but boy, we're we're embracing the green and gold because they've done good things for us, and we have a, been keeping up with them. We've been impressed with them, and they they are a little banged up, but they got guys playing hurt. There's a big difference, you know. They can come back healthy like the Smith boys. So the offense is looking good. They got you know Devontae can get back. That's the key there. So Packers minus four and a half is 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 a good bet. I like it. I say stamp Packers. Is that what you're thinking, Packers minus four and a half? Yes, sir. You got it. Okay. And I'm just, you know, the Raiders are a dangerous team, but I do not consider them a good team. And, wait, the Packers didn't cover for us last week? No, it was on a Monday night. We didn't have it. So, now, we're going, we're, we're, hey, 
Get those cheese heads out, baby. <laughs> We're there. We're there. Curly Lambeau Field. Okay. Packers. So we got Detroit minus one and a half. Packers minus four and a half. Anything else? Uh, what do you think about the 49ers minus nine and a half at the Redskins? I love the San Francisco 49ers. Same. Minus nine and a half versus the red hot Redskins bringing that <laughs> big one point win they scored down the wire and clutched it out over the equally inept Miami Dolphins. Yeah, no, I love San Francisco minus nine and a half. I have, there's too many reasons to even bother. Where do I start? You know, good, good call there. That's three. We're gonna ride with three, make it a trifecta Sunday. Let's do it. Yeah, there's no that way. There's no tying. There's no damn kissing of sisters. No way. We're either gonna win or lose. We go three. I like that going out of the way. Okay. I haven't had a chance to look at anything else, so we are gonna roll with those three, Jen. Uh, and and you know what? Look, I got to air a grievance if I may. Go ahead. Your generation, snow millennial athletes, will you please, please? Stop yapping. You athletes, you millennials who feel the need to intertwine their personal political views with one of the last bastions, if you will, of togetherness and unity that team sports brings. Big business, I know, I get it. Okay, I understand. I know it is a big business. I wish it wasn't. And I know those guys are cognizant of the fact that they are ridiculous million billionaires. I get it. Mm-hmm. But without the fans, it don't work, baby. Yeah. It's like Boogie Wonderlong playing song that I broke down a little while ago. It said, it just don't work for you no more when you look in the mirror. So I understand the big business part, but but here's the thing. And most of us, most of us would still, I have to believe, would still rather you know, use the scintillating world of sports as an adrenaline escape ride from the real hellish world. Some of ours are more hellish than others. Yep. But it gives I you, you can tune your, turn your brain off for two hours and, yeah, I right? agree with you. So uh, you would think, I mean, we, I didn't do any polls. I can't, I can't come up with any crappy poll because I don't have any. But I'm going to say I think most of you people hearing this, would still rather see sports as a complete escape thing. And I'm not interested in even people on your team and even superstars on your team and superstars of the entire league who are still superstars on your team. I don't know. Maybe California. Wherever. But my point is I don't think we want to listen to their independent, individual political views. I don't, I don't just. I don't care if you're coming from the left. I don't care if you're leaning to the right. I don't care if you're one of the meepy, bullshit, apathetic people in the middle. Yeah, I do pick a side. No, I'm just. I don't care if you're in the middle either. When it comes to politics, and you are playing in a on a team in a team sport, you're a teammate on a team in pursuit of one common goal. Quit yapping and being some individual social or political warrior. 
Okay, it's a bunch of crap. And from, again, from a locker room guy's standpoint, it's distracting at least and destructive often. So just quit yapping. <laughs> we are the devil and the gents. And we're just a couple of low lowlifes living the high life. We out. <laughs> <laughs>